How's it going, everybody? Aloha and welcome back to the Brick House for another edition of Bo's Football Final here at KHON2.com. I'm Rob DeMello, and joining me as always, former University of Hawaii player and coach Rich Miano. And coach, this University of Hawaii football team enjoyed an idle weekend. And of course, that comes after the 54-3 win at Nevada two weeks ago. They're able to prepare now for two weeks for a Boise State team that comes into this game on Saturday in Idaho on national television as the 14th ranked mm. team in the country. Rainbow Warriors 4-1 on the season, 1-0 in the Mountain West. The Broncos are 5-0, 2-0 in the MWC. We've been talking about it for weeks, whether it's here in this show or out on the streets, out at practice, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Everyone is looking at this game and saying this could be perhaps the biggest game in the Nick Rolovich era to this point because of what is at stake. For you personally, how big is this game for the Boats? I think it's big. I think Hawaii has to establish that that first quarter against Washington was an anomaly. It was not them. And this is a football team when they're doing what they're supposed to do. We saw that against Reno. We saw that for three quarters against Central Arkansas. We know that this team is capable of being playing with anybody in the Mountain West Conference, even on that blue turf, even at Boise, if they do what they're taught to do, the fundamentals, the blocking, the tackling, all the nuances, all the intricacies that these coaches have instilled upon them, I think they have a very good chance to really make a national narrative that this is a great football team, one of the better teams in Hawaii in the last decade. Well, we're going to talk a lot more about this matchup of the University of Hawaii and Boise, whether it's this 2019 edition. We're going to talk a little bit about the history of the Broncos and the Bows. But the first thing is last week at practice, now the Bows were given a couple of extra days off. They went back to the practice field on Thursday for the first time since their Saturday game against Nevada. Now, they're holding meetings throughout the week, but as mm -hmm. far as on-field activity. Head coach Nick Rolovich wanted to give them some time for rest and recovery for such a big game that lies ahead in the Mountain West Conference with Boise State. From your vantage point, what appeared to be the biggest focus for this team? What do you think needed to be taken care of and what do you think they viewed as what needed to be taken care of as they now get an extra additional week to get ready for the Broncos? Yeah, anytime you have a bye week, I think there's a lot of healing mentally and physically, but more important than that is the film study, getting in the training room in terms of your injuries, and then when you do get out to that practice field, is really understanding that in order to continue to play at a high level, it's the real little things. It's uh, If you're an offensive lineman, it's doubling, it's getting up to the second level. If you're a defensive back, it's really staying on that upfield shoulder. It's eyes, it's alignment and assignment, it's all the techniques that these coaches have instilled all the way through spring, through the summer through the fall camp and in these first five games of the season Hawaii has to continue to get better each and every week it's a cliche but it's really going to hold true as the Boise States the Utah States the Fresno States the meat of the Mountain West schedule Hawaii is going to have to make sure that they're playing at a high level you know what's interesting is when you look at what it's going to take for the University of Hawaii to upset 14th ranked Boise State and it should be noted that the Rainbow Warriors this week despite being on, a, on an idle week gained three more votes in the coaches poll so they're up to 32nd in the country which sets it up to where let's be realistic and not to get too ahead of ourselves but if the University of Hawaii can pull mm -hmm. off the upset beating Boise State despite being 14 point underdogs on the blue turf in Boise Idaho uh, this would get the University of Hawaii ranked for the first time since 2010. I, I think that would be safe to say that that would do it being that the, the Broncos are ranked 14th and UH is just not that far out of the top 25. But in order to do so, 
you're going to have to have a solid game out of your quarterback. And that's what head coach Nick Rolovich mm-hmm. has been talking about over the, the weeks as Cole McDonald has developed in this offense. He said a couple of weeks ago that Cole McDonald is finally playing within the offense. Yes. And he marked Central Arkansas as the game that Cole McDonald trusted the offense, that he started playing within the offense. He wasn't leaving the offense. And what you have in result, 50 of 62, 612 yes. yards passing, eight touchdowns and one interception. What have you seen out of Cole McDonald in the last couple of games? Can you identify that? Can you see that? What have you seen out of Cole McDonald? Well, first of all, I think Craig Stetsman, the quarterback coach, has done a great job, as well as Nick Rolovich and Brian Smith, in understanding and stressing to Cole that we can win football games. We can win a Mountain West championship. We can go back to a bowl game. We can still accomplish our dreams if you play within the structure of the offense. And I think you've seen that. I think you've seen a quarterback in the last two games that is good as any quarterback we've seen, including Cope Brennan in terms of eight touchdowns, one interception. That's a phenomenal ratio. Completion percentage is phenomenal. And then taking what the defense gives you. I th- Central Arkansas was a lot of short passes, a lot of underneath throws. He didn't go vertical very much, but then you saw the vertical passing game in Reno. You saw the ability to make those great trajectory deep throws. And you saw him reading defense and he had the accelerated vision in terms of knowing where to go with the ball before it was snapped. He extends plays. He does so well in terms of climbing in the pocket, keeping his eyes downfield and if he has to beat you with his feet he will he only runs when necessary I think he's played almost flawless at that quarterback position there's been some drops in there but when you talk about completion percentages touchdown and interception ratios I mean we're talking one of the nation's best right now one thing that really stood out for you when we talked about this Nevada game two weeks ago was the play out of the safeties now corners have been doing extremely yes. well in from your vantage point as a former defensive backs coach yes. as a former defensive coordinator you're always very impressed with the corners how much stronger does this defense become when the corners start to rely or start to feel more comfortable on the safeties having their back because cortez davis roe ferris these are guys yes. have been left out on islands uh, how much stronger do you think they become when the confidence is there with the safety play. Yeah, and you mentioned it because I thought the addition to Cortez Davis was the biggest off-season acquisition, so to speak. And if you think about the last year or so, year and a half, I thought Rove Ferris was becoming a lockdown corner, fundamentally sound, able to shut down the opponent's best receiver. And then there was, we talked about early in the season on Bo's final, there was some problems with the middle of the field on passes. There were long runs last year that we could uh, talk about in terms of the safeties not being in position and being great tacklers. That seems to have been fixed. At least Kalen Hicks, best game I've seen as a warrior against Reno. He's going to the football in the air. He's tackling better. Uh, that fourth and one stop I thought was just like a turnover in terms of a huge play. Ikumo Keke now has two interceptions. Both of those safeties combined have three. They had zero last year. And I like this Corey Bethley. I think this Corey Bethley is a young kid who brings toughness. He really gets to the football. He plays downhill. He shows that he can cover on the pass as well. And I think the secondary is right now playing at a level that we haven't seen in three, four, five years. 
Now, I'm, I'm going to ask you this next question, and, and the interesting thing with this is that this Boise State football team, a team that is ranked 14th in the country, a lot like a whole lot of other Boise State teams in the past, mm -hmm. but this isn't that team that in non-conference games has beaten opponents by 60 points, that they're not lighting up the scoreboard. They've only scored 40 points once this season. That was a 45-10 to 10 win over Portland State. But with that being said, they have a win at Florida State. Right. They have a hard-fought win against Air Force, 30-19. to 19. And this past weekend, uh, they beat UNLV 38-13 to 13 in a game that was really never close. So if you can look at this Boise State team and say, all right, this Boise State team is a lot like the other Boise teams mm -hmm. because this, and this Boise team mm -hmm. is different because of this. What, what would you say? I'd say, first of all, they're the same in terms of personnel groupings offensively, and they're the same at quarterback because they seem to always find a productive quarterback that not necessarily is going to beat you with his feet, but understands how to extend plays, but more importantly, get the ball to the right receiver. I think they're different in the fact that they're not quite as dominant as we saw maybe in the first part of the 21st century in 2003, 2004, 2005. Um, so I think they are beatable. I still think they have a tremendous home field venue and an advantage, the blue turf. All of those things actually have some meaningful uh, relations with them winning football games. But I think it's a time where Hawaii finally has enough depth finally has enough skill, finally is playing well enough on defense, and I really think the special teams is going to be a factor as well. All three phases, if they play similar to how they played in Reno, I think you're going to see an upset. I think you're going to talk about a national ranking, whether that's 25th, 24th, 23rd, and I think the national narrative is this Hawaii football team did not play well against Washington, but this is a team that's going to be favored in a lot of football games, and it's one of the Nick Rolovich's best team. Now you talk about the venue and the advantage that Boise State has. The University of Hawaii has never won on the blue turf in Boise. They've only picked up one victory over the Broncos um, in, in this uh, as conference opponents, mm -hmm. and that came in 2007. That was the last time that that UH uh, beat this team. You were a part of two stabs that beat Boise State, I believe, 1999, 1999 yes. and 2007. What is it about the Broncos? And of course, you know, we're just labeling them. We're painting them that, you know, if they have that blue and orange, then they are a certain thing. But when you go to Boise and you walk on that blue turf as a coach and you see your players react to it, what makes it so difficult to go up there and win football games outside of Boise State just being a good program? Yeah, and I think Bob Davies put it best when I talked to the New Mexico coach regarding that. There's two teams in the Mountain West Conference that have an advantage, Hawaii because it's Hawaii, Boise State because of the tradition. And when you talk about the tradition, they've beaten a lot of powerful programs, whether it was at Boise or it was on the road. They've won a lot of bowl games. There's a belief in that building. There's a belief in that town. There's an expected uh, expect expectations that they're going to not only play well, but they're going to win. And I think that that's something that goes along with they're not like most mid uh, level type of teams. They're like a power five type of team in terms of their recruits. When you look at guys in the National Football League, when you look at all conference type of players, when you look at three and four star recruits, Boise is a, is a destination for these young men because they know they can play at the next level because they have a great coaching staff and they have a great tradition and they've had, and this has been going on for the last 15 years. You know, and stop me if I'm wrong or if you think I'm going down the wrong path, but when you look at the, the closest this team, the University of Hawaii, has been to beating Boise State and then, of course, beating them, 2005, 2006, 2007, yes, yes. right? 
Cole Brennan was yeah. the common denominator of that. Is that Cole Brennan, even in his very first year, they almost beat him in a shootout here mm -hmm. at Aloha Stadium. Then in 2006, a close game in Idaho. And then mm -hmm. 2007, finally broke yes. through and was able to win. Not comparing Cole to Colt, but would you say that that fearless gunslinger mentality is almost needed to beat a Boise State? Because there, there wasn't a whole lot of thinking, right? And that was one right. thing that, that Colt Brennan always prided himself on is that, you know, the offense was the offense and I, I'm just going. Right. Do you see a little bit of Cole McDonald in that to where that is going to be needed to, to knock off a Broncos team? And keep in mind that Cole McDonald has never faced Boise State before. Yeah, and I think when you say gunslinger, there's this connotation that that may mean reckless. I think of a gunslinger, and I think a, a Cole Brennan as well as Cole McDonald, especially the way he's playing now, is a guy that has a swagger, mm -hmm. a guy that's yeah, confident. Absolutely. That, a guy that expects when he goes on the field against anybody that he's going to complete uh, numerous balls. There's going to be a number of touchdown passes. He knows that his receivers, uh, somebody's going to be open, and it's just a matter of him making good decisions. So I'm really confident the fact that he's confident because I think that's that fine line between confidence and cockiness, and he has that swagger, and he's straddling that line, but he's about to take that step over that line into the confidential uh, confidence level that he knows that Cole McDonald is one of the best quarterbacks. If you want to compare him to Cole Brennan, there's similarities. But if you want to compare him to as good as anybody in the nation, he wants to be in that category. Well, it's that time of the show, a Bose football final, where we open the mailbox. And, of course, every week you can send questions over to my Twitter account. That's at Rob DeMello, K-H-O-N or Instagram, at Rob DeMello. And we had a, a bunch of questions that came in. They were all very similar, uh, which is interesting. And, and you can understand because of the magnitude of the game heading yes. into this weekend. Um, but the first question I'm going to ask you is, Coach Miano, you watched Boise's rise as an opponent. Do you see any similarities with what Rolo has done with the University of Hawaii to what Boise started to do in the early 2000s? Yeah, well, I, I think Rolo has really brought this program back in terms of the respect of the walk-on programs, the blue-collar guys, then the local recruiting has been fantastic. And then the ability to find quarterbacks. I mean, Cole McDonald was like a 23rd-hour yeah. pick the night before signing day. And then you look at a guy like Chevin Cordero, and that shows you both couple of things. One is local recruiting and the talent to be, you know, these two guys are as good as probably any pair of quarterbacks, not only in the Mountain West Conference, but probably throughout the Pac-12. So I think there's similarities to that. I think also the ability for Corey Batoon and Michael Gobriel in terms of how important special teams are in field position and hidden yardage and then on defense playing multiple fronts but attacking and playing well at the cornerback position I mean this team right now is about as solid as we've seen in many 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 years and that's what Boise is it's a solid fundamental football team that believes it's going to win you know as you were talking I started thinking about the coaching staffs and and the fact that Rolo has kept this staff together for now two Huge. years and, and in some regards three years um, how big is that? Because I know Boise was very similar mm -hmm. early in the days, of whether you're talking to Haskins uh, or Hawkins, excuse me, or, um, or you're talking Chris to Chris Peterson. Uh, how big was that? Because and, and the University of Hawaii went through it as well under June Jones. I thought that was the biggest thing moving forward in terms of having a coaching staff that actually is the same for every single position. The coordinators are the same. I thought that in the off-season conditioning program was huge leading into this season. We knew about the explosiveness potential of the offense. We thought that the defense would have to play as a team. We thought special 
special teams would be a you know a comparable unit but I think those are all very important and I think the diversity of this coaching staff I think the age diversity of this mm -hmm. coaching staff. When you had a banker in a Weber, that's 80 years of coaching. You have good young coaches like a Abraham Elamemian, like a Jake Europe, and then you throw a Corey Batoon who's kind of been around the country. And I tell you, the X factor to me is Craig Stutzman. I think he's as responsible for not only the RPO packages, but really the excitement of this offense. And I give that young man a lot of credit as well. This is a very good coaching staff. Yeah, personality and attitude. Uh, you could definitely see the reflection of Craig Stutzman to the rest of the team, and that's been big for this squad well how important is this game from a recruiting standpoint and when I said that a lot of the questions were similar mm -hmm. a lot of the questions were in regards to this of what would a win mean of uh, well how would this change the recruiting game in the for the University of Hawaii if they're able to pick up this victory so if the Bows can walk away with a win how would this change recruiting and especially for here this 2019-2020 class I think it's huge because I alluded to this earlier. Boise State is almost like a Power Five conference team because of the Mountain West championships, because of the bowl game berths in the victories, because of the sending players to the National Football League. That's all starting to happen here at the University of Hawaii. So now when you talk about recruiting against the Pac-12, because that's essentially who's in our backyard. It used to be in the old days, you might be able to beat a Washington State or you might be able to beat uh, one of the Arizona teams and the other 10 you can't even compete with. I think with the winning, the sending guys to the National Football League, the, the bowl game appearances, the, the victories on national TV. Now you're going to see some of these guys that would you really want to catch 20 balls in the snow mm -hmm. in uh, Washington State or Colorado, or would you want to come to Paradise and catch 100 balls and go to the National Football League like John Ursua and um, my uh, linebacker, Jelani Tavai. Jelani Tavai. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I'm a little older than you, so my hesitation can be expected, but I'm surprised because Rob DeMello well, knows more boy, about anything than anybody else. You said my linebacker, so I was like, oh, man, I got to start thinking about 2006, 2007. Yeah. I was like, which linebacker yeah, are you talking about? No, that's, that's <laughs> but no, so, so I think that, that that is all happening. All right, well, the next question and the last question here uh, today, which position group would need to play best? for the University of Hawaii to win. And we've already talked about the quarterback mm -hmm. position. I think that almost goes without saying is that if, if, if yeah. your quarterback Let, isn't turning the ball over, let's, let's eliminate that. that. So when you look at the position groups and, and the units, whether it's linebackers, defensive backs, slot backs, yes. receivers, receivers as a whole, which group needs to play the best for the University of Hawaii to pull off what would be a huge upset? And I'm talking the kind of upset that lives forever in a program's history, much like BYU yeah. in the late 80s, early 90s? Well, I think from my, if I put my announcer hat on, we always talk about skills, and obviously we've eliminated the quarterback position because that's a given. That guy has to play well for the University of Hawaii to win. And then you start talking about receivers and running backs, but really football games are won in the trenches. And if this offensive line, and again, I'm skipping this because the offensive line has to protect and they have to run the football, but I'm going to go to the defensive line, and I'm going to talk about Les Ta'ala, Mason Vega. I'm going to talk about... Uh, Kaimana Podello, and I'm going to talk about Kendall Hewn, and then there's all these other guys that rotate in there as well. Those guys are going to have to apply pressure. Those guys are going to have to hold up against the run, and if they can do that, that defensive line has its best game ever. You're going to see a chance for this Hawaii team to be very special. And this game is big, and not to put too much on a, uh, on a one ball game, but you know, you kind of saw the two Pac-12 victories, and you say, okay, well, this is what Hawaii is. They're good enough to beat Pac-12 mm -hmm. teams. 
Then you saw them lose to Washington in the fashion that they did, and then you're able to say, like, okay, they're not quite there yet to where Washington entered the season the ninth-ranked team in the land and the reigning Pac-12 champions. Okay, they're not quite there yet. Then you go on the road and you beat a conference rival by 51 points, and you say, wait a second, okay, yeah. maybe they're, maybe you could put them into this category. This is the next test. This is the next barometer as far as is this team a true contender in the Mountain West Conference. And so when you start to look at that, Coach, do you think this team is a contender in the Mountain West Conference? Well, let's go back to last year. <clears throat> this team was 6-1, and one, mm -hmm. almost 7-0. and oh. uh, They had the ball on the 8-yard line against Army. Are they nationally ranked maybe at 7-0? and oh. And then, then the meat of the schedule, and they struggled in the Mountain West against some of the superior teams. It was kind of a tale of two teams. Mm -hmm. This year, look at Arizona. People thought the Arizona and the Oregon State game may be winnable because they weren't very good. Arizona's 4-1. and one. Yeah. Oregon State has had a couple of good victories under their belt. They did not play well in Washington, and that happens. There's very few teams, three, this year that will be undefeated in any level of football in the FBS. So when you start talking about all those things and you look at the Reno game, maybe the most complete game in the last decade or so, maybe the best game defensively and longer than that, special teams played well. The offense was uh, just, just clicking on all cylinders. This team does have a chance for greatness. This team, I would be shocked if they went through a tailspin in the Mountain West Conference. They may not win this game, but I think they'll be competitive. I think they have a good chance to win this game, and I think they have a good chance to win the conference and win a bowl game. Well, we'll see what happens this Saturday in Boise, Idaho again. 4-1 Rainbow Warriors, 1-0 in the Mountain, Mountain West Conference, going up against 5-0 Boise State, ranked 14th in the country. Kickoff is set for 4-30 on the blue turf, and the game will be televised on ESPN2. Everyone, sit on the couch, go to the movie theater, whatever it is that, that's going to be showing the games. Watch the Bows and the Broncos, because I, I anticipate this one to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, you come back on Monday, and we'll be talking about what happened there in Boise, Idaho. Again, 4.30 kickoff from Boise. That's 4.30 Hawaii time on ESPN2. All right, for Rich Miano, I'm Rob DeMello. Catch Bo's Football Final every Monday afternoon at KHON2.com. And remember, we are now podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. So wherever you go, Bo's Football Final is there. Catch you next time. Aloha.